coming of age. The podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you so much for joining us. Episode 212, Unbecoming of Age. Yeah, it's a podcast. We are two gentlemen, use that term loosely, that have never laid eyes on one another, and yet we continue forward with this thing. I live in Iowa. My name is Colin Flynn. And here is John Craig from, I'm not sure, where are you at today, John? And you got one guy, he starts it off, you got that music, it's popping, it's popping, it's popping, two, one, two, boom. And then, and and the other guy, where's the other guy? He's here. No, I swear he's here. Look, no, he's not panicking at all because really there's no, it doesn't matter. The bar is low. It's so low. You want to start over? It doesn't matter to me. I don't know either. We can just go. You know. I'm fine. We, there was a weird little thing in there. I could edit out part of that. Yeah, well, I, let's just go. Let's just, yeah, all right. This no, is- I say we go for it. Anyway, <laughs> I, I don't re- <laughs> um, I, right. I don't know where, where, where are things. We're in March, right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah March yeah. 7th? March uh, Maybe? 7th. That's right. I think I have. Is that right? Yeah, somebody I know. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Somebody I know has a March 7th birthday. I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah. My, my parents have their, uh, wait a second. My parents may have their 50th wedding anniversary coming up. Today. I'm turning 50 this year. No, March 14th. Okay. My, my dad's, wait, no. Shit, yeah, I think it's the 14th. I don't know why I can't remember that. I didn't, I wasn't there. I was in her, I was, you know, my mom was pregnant with me. Right. But I wasn't, I don't remember. You weren't taking notes at that point. No, and my dad turned 72 on March 16th. Oh, no, it's April 14th. Sorry. It's uh, my mom's in April. So it's April 14th is their wedding anniversary. And my dad turned 72 on April 16th. Awesome. We got that worked out. We know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with things. Oh, so yeah, just the dates. I'm trying to remember. It's 2021. (laughs) It's been a year, almost a year since we shut down America. John just had his second stroke. <laughs> that's right. I have five years. That's that's May thirty first. May thirty first. Right. I'm on the spectrum, and I know dates. Yes. I know dates. I know all the dates. <laughs> you might hear screaming and yelling uh, in in my background because there's there's kids here. There's kids around. Do they know dates? Uh, what do they know? They don't know. They they don't. Care. I bet you I know dates better than they do. How old are they? Jeez, uh, <laughs> I don't know because I don't know dates because I don't pay attention to that. You're asking me ages of kids that are here. There's there's like they're all little. There's little kids running around. So. Um, I don't know. One's like What's seven. the age range? Youngest to oldest? Uh, that are here today. Uh, Allison is uh, like eight-ish, seven, eight. Uh, and then we have Natalie is here. She's like six, seven, six. Yeah, somewhere in there. Uh, I should know this. And then we have Macy, who is three and uh, is um, a lot. She's a chainsaw uh, on feet. And um, so... Um, then we have uh, little little baby, the 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 youngest one that uh, uh, Joe we call her. Um, uh, Johanna is her official uh, long name, but she'll be Joe uh, or Jojo or something like that. Uh, I'm sure as she gets a little bit bigger, but she's like How many six months? months, six months ish. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so she's just uh, and she's a delightful young child. She's just uh, very very quiet doesn't cry smiles a lot um just uh you hardly even know she's in the room she's just very smiling just likes to watch God, what's going on and just smiles just smiles. the complete opposite of me the yeah. complete opposite yeah. i feel i yeah. want i want that energy yeah yeah i need that yeah well we should all try to get that energy like you said we've been we've been locked down for a year things are things are i, I don't know i just so I, I got back from new orleans uh and uh we spent a week or so almost in new orleans and um I had a conversation last night online with uh, with a couple of people that uh, you're you're familiar with with uh, Anthony uh, uh, Nunez 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 yes, yes who uh, lives in Brooklyn uh, works in uh, Manhattan and um, then uh, Diego McLeod out in the Bay Area of San Francisco and yes. um, 
we were just kind of discussing the nuances that they you know of course so you got wild you, you got two epicenter places right there uh i would say as far as the early COVID thing going on and now uh in, in california the the kind of crazy late stuff that's gone on out there has just been has been bizarre to follow and uh then um me in the middle in Iowa, and then the reason this started, we were I was talking a little bit about the uh, the New Orleans experience going down there, and the way uh, it's so much uh, the differences down there um, compared to here, and uh, it's it's just I think we're all as Americans we're we're experiencing depending on where you're at, it's a wildly different experience. Uh, it's you know we we talk about lockdowns and we talk about uh you know quarantines and all the stuff that's you know the daily buzz and the news and all of that stuff but for for all of us uh depending on where you're at it's it's incredibly different and uh i saw that in new orleans it was the, the, the whole attitude down there they they just opened up uh, at 25 percent capacity for in, inside dining they had made right. uh, the decision to, to cancel Mardi Gras, which is giant, you know, just hugely devastating for, for a community like that. And um, the people down there are just uh, way more freaked out than, than, than like, than Iowa, than, than being around here. They're, they're just really, um, uh, there's there's a lot going on down there that seemed, uh, seemed bizarre. Well, it was bizarre because there weren't, you know, there weren't people. There weren't a lot of people around, uh, you know, like you normally see. At least Where were you, were you in the French Quarter? Well, we were we did a lot of stuff, so we, we were there for a week. So we were around. When I say there weren't people in the French Quarter, there the the, the the there's almost nothing going on in the French Quarter. There's there's people around, and and in the evening, from what I understand, uh, some places we're we're starting to see um, not what I would call crowds, but but um, but people, for sure. Some of the old the way the the French Quarter might you know you might think of the French Quarter, but uh, when you got away from the touristy stuff and you got out into the neighborhoods uh when we were out in various places we did that because the weather was just gorgeous when we were down there it was like in the low 80s um when you got in the, out in the neighborhoods like we went to a couple of breweries and things like that where they had outdoor seating and those places were rocking they had they had they were and it, it's uh, it's crawfish season right now so um when the when the when the crawfish uh thing is going on people want to be out they want to be eating crawfish and drinking beer and you know out amongst people and so we're at a couple of the uh, of the larger breweries in town and they they were full i mean they, they, because they, they they could be because of most of their seating is outdoor stuff and it didn't look to me like they had limited like the amount of tables or anything out there like that nobody had been through pulling out tables to me it looked like they were pretty much about at the capacity they they would normally be uh the big difference would be that there wasn't a lot of live music going on because i guess apparently the um the mayor or somebody in in uh, new orleans had uh they had basically had said no live music in in most instances with uh, the hope that, that that would keep crowds from gathering if you don't have a band playing that there wouldn't be as many people but we're at one of the breweries and um, a place called second line uh, brewing which is in uh, mid-city which is uh, a pretty nice area you know it's, new orleans is gritty no matter where you're at you know any part of town is is got uh, it's got a, a little bit of a patina for sure no matter where you're at and um so mid cities um um little less so it's it's old old neighborhood but uh you know it's been been around forever uh but it's it's uh, I would say probably in terms of if you're buying a home, say for instance, if you wanted to move to New Orleans, uh, mid city area would be um, a little a little up there on the price scale compared to some other places. But nonetheless, um, crowds. I mean, there, there was it was there was a lot of people. There were people outside that there, it got full enough that you, there were no tables in in the um, in the area that was uh, fenced and was officially part of the facility and people were sitting on tailgates of trucks out on the street um, just mm -hmm. hanging just hanging out because there were people around and it was a beautiful day and it was a Friday that was on a Friday afternoon and so there was a bunch of people that were doing that. Were, were there restrictions about drinking? No, well, it's on the streets? No, New Orleans. Compared to what they normally are? or No, no. They had, they had just opened up. The, again, for a while, they had stopped the, you know, the, the to-go thing, which has always been what the way New Orleans exists, uh, you know, historically has been. You can just buy a drink and, and walk around with it. Uh, and I guess for a time, 
And for months they had stopped that, but now it was it was back. So people were, were you know, you could. I, I was gonna say they, they you could do the to go thing, but your cup can only have twenty five percent capacity of the alcohol. Twenty five percent volume. The the first place we got to, uh, there was like hardly anybody there. We were going to get something to eat, and uh, I can't remember exactly where it was, but um, we were going to get something. And the the uh, the who whoever was working the door, the the the, the person at the door was uh, said, well, um, yeah, asked, do you have a reservation? I looked around, and there was nobody in the place. I was like, uh, no. Is that a problem? No, no, no. He's like, sure. You know, let's let's get your reservation. And he asked my name and started writing name, phone number, email address. And and I was like thinking, this is kind of strange. He's asking for a lot of information for a reservation at a facility that is empty, basically. And then I looked at the mm-hmm. sheet that he was writing it on. I could see at the top, and it said something about contact tracing. And so I realized mm-hmm. that the state uh, has uh, made them do contact tracing on any, anybody there. So from that point forward, mm-hmm. wherever we went, um, I gave them my name, Jason, Jason Bourne. I gave them my address, uh, which was in uh, Los Angeles, 90210. And I also gave them my email address, Jason at theidentity.com. And uh, nobody, not a single person, <laughs> Even batted an eye. No, not batted an eye. They're <laughs> just like, all right, you, we just checked that box. Yes. We're good. Thank you, Mr. Bourne. So Thank you, Mr. Bourne. <laughs> Let's find you a spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I'm going I'm to take a sidebar here real quick. Uh, remember I told you about that comedian, Rick Glassman? Yes, yeah. I don't know if I texted this to you. His episode 100 of his podcast, Take Your Shoes Off, uh-huh. it, his guest is uh, Kristen Bell. Okay. And uh, he, I was listening to the audio version, but he also has a YouTube version. And I don't listen to it all the time, but I just listen to it. And, and basically, you know, he has this apartment in L.A., and he, uh, he greets Kristen Bell. It's very casual before he starts rolling. He's got the microphones on, and he's a little OCD, and, and, and he's on the spectrum. And he's like, you know, you got to take your shoes off, blah, blah, blah. And that's why it's called Take Your Shoes Off. And uh, he had all of these um, frozen inflatable balloons, right, like a ridiculous number of them in the apartment. And so he sits on his couch inside, and his guest sits out on the balcony. Okay, Mm -hmm. and he closes the door. He sets it up, and and he's recording the whole thing when he sets it up. It's real casual. She calls him Ricky because I think she knows him. I don't know if they acted together, whatever it was. She sits out there, and within a few minutes, um, he had ordered food from Postmates. There's a dude climbing up. The Postmates guy couldn't get in, so he climbed up. Okay, and then she freaks out, and then she's like, "I can't, I can't do this. It's really hot out here." And she leaves, and I'm like, "Okay, I've got to fucking watch this. It's so fucking good." And then this guy comes up, and he's like from I, I don't know the Mediterranean, and he's like this young thirty-something year old Postmates guy. He he ends up paying him a hundred dollars to stay on, and then the guy says that he came to America for acting, and uh, he um, and Rick Glassman, the host of the show, printed out a scene from the born identity and the guy read it it is so fucking good it is so <laughs> brilliantly funny and so it's so it was one of those things where it was like even though i don't love the visual version of the show so much it's fine yeah, yeah. i had to watch it and yeah. the, the dude the postmates guy was so good i highly recommend it just because you mentioned jason Bourne, i just wanted to squeeze that in because i i was crying at certain points it was just so brilliantly funny Right. I, I highly recommend it. I, I will check that out. Now I've got dogs barking. No, it's, it's worth it. Just let me know what you think. I I listened to the one that you recommended, uh, and I it's the um, uh, who's that guy? Justin Long is that the guy's name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I listened to that one with Will Forte. Right. And Will Will Forte's uh, story about his um, SNL his oh, SNL. I died. I just died laughing. I, it was, it was, at first she's like, this is so stupid. This is just so stupid. And then it's like, all right, this is so stupid. It's starting to get really funny. And then when he has, and I can't, I can't even replicate it. It's worth listening to. Um, Maya Rudolph doing the chorus of the singing of, I mean, it, the concept for, uh, you know, doing impressions, doing characters, doing, what he did was nutty. 
So we, we I can't did, believe he got on the show. We did shift gears in there. We were talking about two different yeah. podcasts. <laughs> you you, you kind of yeah, did yeah. a comma and then moved yeah. to the next one. I was like, what do we I don't know what the name of the Justin Long podcast is. But uh-huh. anyway, nonetheless, it just you you recommended one to me. So yes. I'm recommending right. one to gotcha, you now. Gotcha, gotcha. And I'm just giving you feedback because I didn't do it off the podcast I, yeah that, say, hey, I, I checked it out i was losing it during that justin long thing with with will forte i was just like uh, it was like will forte is funny as shit anyway that guy is he is he, he is he's, he's yeah, yeah yeah just uh his mind goes <laughs> so, so quickly so anyway back to back to new orleans um so you you're down there yeah 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 you, you, you're jason born i'm jason uh, no problems I'm jason you get born. your rest <laughs> Reservation. We're, we're, we're staying in the in the lower ninth ward. We're staying specifically uh, for those of you uh, who who can follow uh, along with with all of this. Uh, if if you're uh, been to New Orleans, um, we're in the lower ninth ward, the Holy Cross neighborhood. Uh, we are right next to the. We have a, a spot which is um, the property ends, and then there is a levee at the end of the property, which uh, is uh, the levee to the Mississippi River. So just on the other side of the Mississippi. Mississippi River. We are at the spot where there's a canal that comes down and joins the Mississippi. Um, this canal is a uh, is a canal where they allow ships to um, to go through a. Um, uh, what's that thing called where they lift ships up and and then they drop them down? I don't know what those are called, but anyway, I don't know. I don't know what they're called, but I, I know what they look like. Yeah, there's a water level change thing in there, but anyway, these giant ships come off of Lake Pontchartrain and then go back down from the Lake Pontchartrain side and then cross down and pop into the Mississippi and go uh, off to china or wherever they're going to uh and uh, so we had all these giant giant ships uh, that are that are within like a a hundred yards of where we're we're staying in this little we we got this little house behind a house um start the way the way new orleans always is you 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 meet people and you 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 don't want to make any assumptions about anyone not that we should ever in life anyway but uh this in in new orleans in general you you find that there are people that are um sometimes not exactly who you thought they were and it's it's kind of a and it, you know it can be incredibly interesting that way so the the guy that owns the house the the guy that's our our, our landlord for the week the the airbnb guy uh get introduced to him and he's he's outside and he's a real affable guy i'd say uh mid to late 60s and i start talking to him he's got kind of longish hair and he's got an accent that i can tell is not a, a new orleanian sort of thing i'm not sure that there really is a uh, an accent that is is new orleans anyway but um he uh he sounds more Mississippi-ish, uh, I can tell, and he's educated. is pretty obvious. He's got sort of longish hair and 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 glasses, and and uh, wearing a button-down collar shirt and all of that stuff with shorts. And he's he's casual, but he's he's got something going on. I can tell by talking to him. He's dude. presentable. He's presentable in a sort of semi-professional. I can tell the guy's got something going on. He's he's got a he's got his earbuds in, uh, occasionally taking a call, uh, and I can tell that. You you know, the way he's he's presenting himself there there's 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 more to the story here and so I'm, i was curious and then uh still still not curious curious enough to to start googling and 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 start cyber cyber hunting and and uh, tracking him down too much but then meet his wife she's british she's uh, quite a bit younger um she's uh, uh sort of uh, sounds a bit um Almost East London, Cockneyish, a little bit, sort of. I can tell she's not polished so much. Uh, uh, that that sort of upper class, upper crust, uh, uh, England or New or New Englander. Uh, you know, somebody from from Great Britain. That's uh, right. Yeah, uh, sure. You know what I'm saying. You you lived over there for a while, so you know what I'm talking about. She's, she's yeah, little, no, I know. She's a little little little. Uh, I wouldn't say rougher at the edges, but she's she's got she's got a little more animation to her. Uh, than than the than the upper crust uh, it seemed so anyway so then that got me a little more curious so I start um, poking around and figure out that these two are uh, folks that are uh, both attorneys uh, she's uh, I'm not going to mention names but she she's a um, adjunct professor at Tulane University she uh, and her husband both um, are high high profile uh, when I say high profile um, the um, husband has um, had cases in front of the Supreme Court of the United States uh, wow. like a half a dozen times. Uh, sh- and they're both civil rights attorneys. Um, mm. they've, 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 
uh, they're both uh, on the uh, they both work with Barry Sheck. They're uh, on the Innocence Project, uh, which is something mm-hmm. Barry Sheck. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yes, yeah, started this this uh, thing to get people who are wrongly accused out of out of prison. People have been in prison in some cases for for many many years, decades, and in, in in a lot of instances. So they were a super interesting sort of. Uh, a couple to be around a little bit we didn't uh, you know we didn't like hang out really to just you know anything like that but you know had some brief conversations just it's just the kind of thing you run into in new orleans it's just like you 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 start talking to somebody and and you find out that uh, there's there's you start peeling back the layers of the onion as as is you know as you speak to them and find out there's there's a lot of interesting cast down there so that that was kind of the way the week went if 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 that guy um, were an attorney in a John Grisham novel, who would play him? Well, I was thinking about that because uh, I was, and I started looking around because um, after re- reading and figuring out things about him um, and some of the stuff that he's done has been fairly recent. Um, a, I have no doubt whatsoever someone is going to play him. He's going to be his his. You uh, you I mean I, I, you you you're not even joking. Are not you? even joking. I, I I'm 100 percent sure he's he's like he, he's made a mark. Yeah, yeah, I think, in law yeah. and in the type of work that he's done. Yeah, yeah, I think either one of them. I think his wife has uh, some crazy credentials too, as far as the stuff she's been involved with too. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't doubt that either one or both are, are going to be depicted in film. There, there's, there's well, off the off the podcast, you'll tell me who they are because yeah. you know, I mean, it's you, not let uh, you look around. Yeah, kind of. But um, it, what I would say um, initially, when I was thinking about that, I was thinking. Um, Maybe just because of the the age thing, and uh, you know, you got to have somebody that's uh, that can pull it off. Uh, you know, maybe a Tom Hanks kind of thing. I don't know. It's it's somebody mm-hmm. could, you'd have to be able to pull what off. About that John sudden. Slattery. John Slattery. Do I know Who's who John Slattery is? Um, I don't know. No. Um, uh, just, the, he, you know, the, who's yeah? John Slattery. He's the guy. He's a director, but he's also an actor, and he was on uh, Mad Men. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that might be a good choice. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, he doesn't have long hair, but you can put a little wig on him or something. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's. I'd have to think about it. Who might be? I. I, I did a little bit, like I said. Um, Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci with a wig. Um, Stanley Tucci's a little too Italian. I think this yeah, that might uh, okay. might come off a little little different than. Uh, uh, okay. Although I do like right. I, I like All Stanley right. Tucci I, a lot. I think he's he's. Uh, he, he, yeah. he, 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 For the rest of the podcast, I'm just going to throw out just actors. Throw out names. How about actors, sixty year old actors? Uh, uh, Chris Cooper might be a good one. Oh, okay. Somebody, All right. Somebody, no, I'm just trying to get a visual of the guy. Somebody, but you, you painted a picture. You yeah. painted enough of a picture, bespeckled. You know, I'm picturing a linen button-down shirt, but it's not linen because of the shorts. I'm just saying, hey, he's going to do that. It's 80 degrees, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was wasn't walking around with t-shirts on generally. You know, that kind of guy. You know, it's like he's he's working from home. He's been uh, quarantined for a while. You know, for the, for the last year, like the rest of us. But. Um, yeah, he was he was uh, good taste in 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 beer. <laughs> he had a stock. Uh-huh, they, had, right. they had they had a uh, they have this uh, like screened in uh, in it's like a, a porch type thing that uh, was a shared common area. It's like go ahead and hang out out there if you know if, if we're not around. You know, feel free. You know, they're still kind of practicing the social distancing a little bit. Although we did have some conversations out out on the levee and then out outside where we we're just kind of standing out there. Um, hanging out a little bit with each other but uh nice place yeah well it's it's new orleans nice yeah so i mean some people, no but you know i mean in terms of like the main house the the back house yeah, i mean you yeah, had privacy yes. yeah it was it was really nice um you know a lot you of didn't people, have to interact with the guy if you didn't want to didn't have to if you didn't want to at all you okay. know but but the kind of a place where uh, i think a lot of people would be a little freaked out you know it's chickens crowing you know we, we were although we were in um when i say chickens crowing we have the same thing going on here but they have roost you know cruising around down there and and uh when we were in um uh when we were in one of the uh okay so we're at this place called port orleans uh which is a brewery and port orleans is uh, i guess it's uh, sort of in the irish channel area it's it's in a, a nicer uh let me get i can use this term loosely with nicer because i um you just got to kind of understand what what you're up against i guess when you when you make that sort of a I should have a dog barking more in the background, shouldn't I? Can you hear that? Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I can hear the dogs, and I heard the uh, heard the kids a little bit, and I couldn't tell if it was on your side or my neighbors because I have a few young kids. No, you know, 
it's here. It, it, it's two here. neighbors have young kids. It's here. I usually, when I'm out, I'm, I'm yelling at dogs, and, and uh, I, I tend mm-hmm. to uh, shut them up quicker. Mm-hmm. But anyway. it's, it's better than me. I mean, I, I will yell at my kid's dog when when harry starts barking um so yeah i rarely i rarely yell at Susie's dog roxy i mean there are a few times when there's barking and i and i want to assure her that i don't yell at roxy um but mostly (laughs) when i yell i'm yelling at no one in particular a dog it's literally just me like a crazy person however however you do it i guess is what i should say is i don't care um you know how someone does it um in my opinion a barking dog is is a rude thing to uh to uh, put on anybody so if the dog is barking um find a way to shut your fucking dog up and that might be i don't think you should probably yell at your dog because then you're you're basically it's not helping well you're a barking then you're a barking dog you know so right right. um, but get the dog to shut up and and find and if you can't get your dog to shut up then you have a problem (laughs) is what i'm saying so uh but anyway we're we're in this okay Speaking of barking dogs, we're, so we're in Port Orleans Brewery. There's dogs everywhere because they allow they allow animals in in places like that all over in in New Orleans. It's it's uh, it's not um, only allowed. It's I think it's encouraged. Bring your dog. So you go in a restaurant, you go in a bar, you go in some place. Generally, there's dogs about. Um, as it turns out, in Port Orleans, in this nicer area of town. Uh, there's chickens also, no, and I don't think they belonged to the brewery. I don't think there's anything going on there. I think there's just chickens around in New Orleans that just find a spot and they just adopt it and hang out. So there was roosters that were that were cruising around uh, in in the area quite a bit, you know. So it's just that kind of a place. But yeah, somebody's going to play him in film. Uh, there's there's no doubt. Um, okay, all right. Well, um, I'm looking yes. looking forward to looking the guy up now. What now? What about uh, I've only been to New Orleans once. I yes. believe it was once. Could have been twice, but and it was uh, probably a good twenty years ago. Right. And um, I remember the food being really good. The food's amazing. It's still, even though they're like I said, everything's pretty well shut down, and there's a lot of places that are uh, like our favorite barbecue place in in the Bywater a place called the joint uh they had a situation set up where that you they had a kind of a uh, a window that you could go up to and order from and then um they would allow you to go out and eat in their outside area if you wanted to but hardly anybody was doing that most everybody was taking it to go so you just go up to the window either call ahead or, or you have an order waiting for you or go up to the window and order and then just kind of hang out in the in that spot and and uh you know, somewhere in the corner around there and, and wait for your stuff to get pulled, which d- usually doesn't take very long. They're quick, but a lot of places we're, we're doing stuff like that. So, yeah, we did all the, you know, we had shrimp and grits and etouffee and jambalaya and, and uh, gumbo and uh, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, d- did a little bit of that, and uh, which is what you got to do when you're when you're down there. And we had, uh, we, actually, we did not have, I was going to say we had crawdads. We, we did not have crawdads. We, we sat at a table uh, with some, people we shared a table which uh (laughs) i was thinking how many people would freak out but uh no there was a couple there that that, that when we went into port orleans that um were sitting at a a full-size picnic table and they were kind of off on one so they can kind of communal style yeah yeah and a lot of the communal style stuff was being uh discouraged but um there was nobody wearing masks you know you you what you wear you're supposed to wear a mask to go up and get your beer and walk in and find your spot once you find your spot everybody's got their masks off so you're sitting in an area with you know 200 people and it's outdoors-ish. It's well ventilated, but nobody's got masks on. Uh, once once you're in, they're, they're not even an attempt at that. And uh, so they were sitting at the table without masks on, and and we'd walked in, and there's like, hey, you, you're welcome to join us. And they had a big um, a big tub of, of crawfish. They were working their way through, which uh, we'd talked about doing, but we we I don't know we just eaten something else beforehand, and it just uh, the timing was never right, but. Uh, it's uh it's an event when that stuff goes on it's it's pretty wild but um yeah so you know and that goes back i was thinking about the mask thing it seemed to me that when you were in most most places once people once people got in and and got into the into the you know they'd order and they got into the situation where they were had a table had had their spot the mask came off then after that like I said, there'd be hundreds of people in a place, and nobody, nobody cared. There's, and I saw people of all 
ages, sizes, races. Um, it wasn't like you know you're you know you're in, in a place where there's a whole bunch of kids or anything like that. It was you know it was just a, a mix of everybody, and they were just uh, the weather was nice. They're outside-ish in most cases where we're at, and the paranoia. The idea that you know they should mask or double mask or worry about a mask or or um, give a shit necessarily about COVID at that point I think was was gone for most of those people. Um, I don't know. That's and New Orleans I think was just coming off this. Yeah, they just like I said, it just opened things up to the point where people could get out and breathe, and the weather popped, and it was super nice. And people are like, "Fuck it, I'm done." I'm fucking done with this. You could tell there was just an attitude of like, I'm, I'm completely over it. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, ex I expect that a little bit more in New York, New Jersey, the, the tri-state Northeast here when the weather warms up. Yeah. You know, I, I would expect that that might happen um, just because people are chomping at the bit, you know, to kind of get out there. I mean, that, for me, you know, I'm always wearing a mask when I'm working. Not always. When when I'm in the car by myself, I'm not wearing the mask. You know? Right. Um, and but you know, and when I'm in Manhattan, New York City, I always have the mask with me, and I will put it on. You know, the more populated the area is, if I'm like taking a walk, going to get a coffee, even before I go into the place, I'm mostly wearing the mask because it's just it's what everyone seems to be doing. I'm not worried about the law so much. Or COVID, if I'm not on a crowded street. But again, it's like, oh, all right, you know. I, so I think it depends on where you are. You know, it depends on your own personal beliefs and where you are. I mean, I just, uh, I didn't, I haven't listened to the news a lot, but I was listening to NPR earlier today, and uh, Governor Abbott in Texas lifted it. And then uh, one of the interviews that um, an NPR reporter had was with a salon owner. The woman owned a beauty uh, supply company and salon, and yeah. and she's continuing to to do the mask thing mm -hmm. like she's going to do it she's going to have the sanitizers and she's not you know she, her business was hurt of course but you know she's that's what it is if you don't want to abide by the her business's rules then you're not going to shop there yeah and, and i then, think so that makes sense to yeah. me it does which is kind of where we're at with iowa they, we we don't have any lockdowns restrictions of any they, they open it wide you know the governor it's a uh, she opened uh, everything up a while ago and just and but Okay, that said, you go to some places and it's, they've got huge signs, no mask, no entry. I mean, people are still masking. They're still doing their, that, that sort of thing. Uh, and I think that that's the way it's got to play out is each business has got to kind of figure out what they want to do. And, and then individuals have to figure out, do I want to walk into this? Do I want to, do I want to go in there if, if there's 200 people inside and it looks like they wear their mask, sit down at a table, and then don't? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Right. It doesn't make sense that the, that the government at this point can try to intercede much, and and I just don't think people are gonna people are gonna do what they're gonna do. Well, I, I mean, you know, I, I work in in you know film and television production, and and of course, it's a private business, and the rules were set up, you know, by the unions and the studios, and like they agree to all these things, right. and that's what they're gonna be until yeah. until. They collectively decide that ooh, enough people have been vaccinated. We're right. in a good shape. It's not yeah. going to shut down the job because at the end of the day, it's yeah. just really about business, right? It's like, yeah. how do we mitigate this thing yeah. and not have our job shut down? Right. Exactly. You know, I mean, you know, I, I, I think I may have told you, I know I told you that the job that I'm on, I won't mention the name of it, but it is this season two of a Netflix series and I'm on the star car again. So it's the second time I'm driving. And in this case, I'm driving the lead actress who's like the star of the show. And she wears a lot more hats than that. So I, I drive her and another director cause mm -hmm. it's she and this other guy are directing okay. anyway. Um, so Monday, March 1st was day one. So it's a 33 day shoot, you know, so it's a, you know, a seven week job for me and pretty straightforward, but I worked, I was on the clock for 74 hours this past week, which means, um, you know, you probably have to add an hour and a half to two hours for each day. Right, so travel time, getting back and forth. Yeah. It's travel time back and forth, and um, I tend to be about an hour early for the pickup. 
sure because there's no room for error, right? You, the the director and the lead actress slash producer, showrunner, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's they they have to be there. Nothing happens without the two of them. And you, <laughs> so in the, yeah, it's not a low pri- profile gig in that sense. It's not hard. Early is always better. What's right? that? Early is always better in that situation. <laughs> well, so, uh, a thousand percent. And so, so anyway, but, but it, the um, what was it? So Friday, we started. The crew call time was four thirty p.m. I picked up the actress and the director um, at three p.m. I dropped them off at five a.m got back to Staten Island to my family home, the, the home that I grew up in, my parents' house, and I slept for maybe four hours because I just couldn't. You, you, you start your week where you know, I start my week waking up at like five o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's really hard to sleep until one o'clock in the afternoon you know, later that week. So, so it kicked my ass a little bit and been a bit sedentary. And, uh, so today I worked out for the first time. That was exciting. Uh, did a Pilates, a yoga and a three and a half mile run. Wow. Um, but it, it's, it's just too extreme from like one extreme to the next, you know, the best thing is, is that it's just consistent work and I'm glad I'm finally on a job, you know, a full job. And this is going to go a while. So, this is going to last. Well, I mean, it's a 33 day shoot. Yeah. So we it'll it'll go to mid April, you know. Okay. So, so it's good. I mean, it's it's good. Uh, so far, so good. I did have a work dream this morning, and it was my boss, the the transportation captain. Um, he he's character. He's definitely a character. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I jokingly say that it sort of if if there were a TV movie about John Belushi's life. He might play the guy. All he's right. not. He's by no means overweight, fat. But you know what? John Belushi wasn't either. And and he's a little bit clowny, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if you were still there. My I'm computer sorry. went to sleep, and and I wasn't sure. <laughs> anyway, I had a dream last night that my transportation captain, this guy, the John Belushi character, um. He wrote me a note. He had like my check or something, even though I have direct deposit in the dream. He had like my check or something and he put my name on it and he wrote and he, and he wrote blabbermouth. <laughs> and so he, he blabbermouth, right? Like, so it's like, so in my mind, you know, I mean, this wasn't him. This was, this was me. And, and I realized that on Friday night, he pulled his in, we were at the stage at the studio and in the parking lot, which is really tight. And at one point he pulled up next to me and we had our windows rolled down and we were chatting. And I was like, God damn, I fucking talking too much. Like I'm talking so much to him. Like it can't be good. I'm just going to hang myself with my words. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to give him ammunition <laughs> against me. So in my dream, he called me a blabbermouth. So now I'm going to just shut my fucking mouth. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but it, it's, uh, I had another dream that uh, a good friend of mine, I've mentioned his name on here. This is a sober guy, uh, a friend of mine from college, very uh, smart, funny, decent guy, can be a real asshole, but he's really a, a great at what he does. He works in the film industry as well. I had a dream recently that I was talking to him and he said, yeah, come back to me in November when you start drinking again. And I hung up the phone on him. And I think that he was, it was a cautionary tale telling me, you know, here's what will happen if you start drinking again, you know, cause I haven't had a drink in over a year mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and again, he, that wasn't him. And, and, he, and he, his response, when I told him that I finally got a chance to talk to him yesterday. And when I told him that, he's like, I could see that I'd be an asshole in a dream. <laughs> so he's, you know, uh, he would, um, but he's a, a very good guy. And, uh, he was very, he, he was very positive about me not having had anything to drink. And I, again, I just said, you know, my thing now is that uh, I, I don't label it, um, but I made, I made, re- I make really poor choices when I'm sober. I don't think I need alcohol. <laughs> you know, I just uh, don't. 
Uh, it's funny because uh, I was thinking about this because uh, you know you and I both listen to Mark Maron's podcast, and um, yes, I, I usually roll past the the first eleven minutes or so because uh, yes, yes, because he drives me nuts. He's yeah, yeah sure, far too gloom and doom. He's he's. <laughs> And the other day, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I kind of see through it a little bit, only in the sense that I listen to it more. And it's I, yes, I see it, but I know what you're talking about. But yeah, one, one of them, I get the, it. one of them, the other day, a more recent one. And I thought, okay, since uh, since the ex president is gone, he's going to lighten up. But um, I, as I was fast forwarding, I, I got to like two minutes, and I stopped and I and to see what he was talking about, and I heard him say the agony or something like that and then i went another like uh two or three minutes stopped and he said uh something he kept using these words and it was like a, it was like gloom agony despair <laughs> it's like i was like i don't know what you're talking about but you're dropping in these adjectives that uh are bumming me out so i'm gonna get to the interview and i like that like his interviewing uh but okay so he's he's as you you, just, you called it a sober guy um and he talks to a lot of. I think he tends to gravitate towards uh, bringing on guests uh, that are sober guys because he likes to talk about uh, about that, and yeah, that's cool. I'm fine with all of that. And uh, uh, I'm always. Well, I don't know that he brings them on specifically. I think that there are plenty of people in that industry, music, television, entertainment, that are sober. Yeah, yeah. When you mentioned more than anything, I don't think that I don't think, and and he's one that it's not anonymous for him. He talks about it, and yeah. he's he's helped people by yeah. talking about it. He hasn't helped me at yeah. all in my life in any way, shape, or form. But you know, I see that. But I know what you're saying. He has he has a, sometimes I've noticed where people will will bring up uh, the idea that they're like Stanley Tucci. You mentioned him earlier. Stanley Tucci was on his sh mm -hmm. show recently, and yes, um, Stanley Tucci mentioned something. And he's gotten over during the pandemic. He's gotten uh, uh, some some press uh, for his cocktail uh, recipes. Yes, he has. And he's yes. been doing videos with cocktail recipes and some of the classic yes. uh, um, Negronis mm -hmm. and things like that, some of these classic Italian cocktails and mm -hmm. things like that. So he, he brought up and said something briefly about alcohol, and it was like Marin kind of froze for a minute and was like just moved on to a different subject. He didn't want to um, broach it too much. He loves to kind of though, though broach it sometimes when somebody will bring it up to him about being sober. He, he, he sometimes seems like to me he wants to hear uh the kind of the rock bottom story sometimes from people he likes to hear those he likes laughing at those he likes hearing about the mountain of cocaine and you know three days of drinking with strippers and blah 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 when, when those kind of stories present themselves he always seems to kind of take delight in those because he's got those so no, because he's been there because he knows he has experienced it yeah he yes. told one recently about yeah. being really drunk on a plane sitting next to an actress or actor. I can't remember the story and who he right, was talking to. Right. Yeah. Occasionally, he will bring somebody on who's um, a quote-unquote sober guy, and the sober guy doesn't have doesn't have that story. Maybe maybe it's not. Maybe it's not so much that they don't have it. They're they're just not sharing it. Although sometimes I think there are people that actually don't have a story. Um, they they just uh, perhaps don't enjoy alcohol much. They they don't really have any uh, you know crazy bender three-day weekend uh, getting arrested waking up in a jail in mexico kind of story uh they've just uh, alcohol wasn't their thing and they walked away from it and sometimes they still want to use that as their a part of their identity uh, uh, you know 20, 20 listen I, I i don't identify myself as an alcoholic i don't know i, I don't care i don't need the label um you know i was talking to Susie the other day and she said you know, well, you haven't had a drink in over a year, so no, you're not. Because I'm like, you know what? I don't know, and I don't care, in the sense that, and I, I, I it's, it's not my forever thing. I, I don't want it to be the thing that identifies me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I mean, for me, with Marion, it's like I don't know that there are any sober or bottom stories like hitting your rock bottom that have led like like i've been like oh fuck like enough with this you know i mean i just look at it like maybe maybe his story or someone else's story helps someone else maybe doesn't and uh you know i never liked when i first started drinking the way it was for me where where people would be like you know you're not drinking or you're an alcoholic or it makes other people uncomfortable it's like i don't give it like if i'm drinking i'm drinking if you want to drink you drink it's only a it's only a problem for me is when i'm around someone that's toxic or clearly have a problem i don't want to be around that i don't want to be around dark you know 
Right. Uh, and yeah. sometimes there are fun, and I've been in, in, in sometimes I, I, I've known some fun drunks, fun alcoholics, that it's, it's a problem, and you know it's a problem. And it's not okay. And again, I just as far as the label goes, I don't really understand it. Don't understand it as a disease or call. It, I mean, I it's not. I don't know. I'm not there. Don't need to be there. And I just deal with my thing. So, so uh, you know. But you. So you've been listening. But what was the episode uh, that it was there? Something specific or recently or just the no? I've just Nelly Fucci thing. No, I just he's he brings up that uh, the the sober guy thing. Uh, you know, it comes up a lot, which is you know, and, and I've noticed some people um, really are anxious to to uh, to mention that to him, and some some people you know he's got to kind of drag some stuff out of him with with questions. It, it, you know, that'll come up occasionally, and. Um, it's just some people we, we we've we've okay we've hit this this uh this place in time where um we just a lot of people want uh, these uh, identities uh, that they want to lead with whatever that is um whether it's their uh Briggs Meyer uh you know initials or the fact that they're uh uh you know uh, ex whatever they want to call it living sober or they want to there's there's just a lot of of these monikers that people like to put in front of whatever it is as their identity that they want to lead with um you know two-time cancer survivor or blah 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 some you know all these different things that that you hear people um lead with when they when they kind of sometimes in even introduce themselves they certainly do it on social media it's probably less um so on in in real life for people to try to slide those things in but um sometimes right right sometimes they do it in conversation and i'm i'm and a lot of times i'm curious as to you know what what that's about where where are you telling me this what's well I mean, I'm John Craig. Uh, I'm John M. Craig, and I had a stroke. You know, I mean, like, I, I used to do that a little bit, you know? And, and so, I mean, for me, I don't label myself as a stroke survivor. I don't call that. It's not what I lead with. I will bring it up occasionally if some medical stuff comes up, in, yeah, you know, sure. with someone who's my age, a little bit younger. Because the idea of, like, listen, dude, I had a stroke at 44, right? Like, it's an anecdotal story, but he just just be mindful of, of your health or whatever. You know, again, it's... I'm not a big fan of, of, of labels, right? You know, for people, for things. I, I really, I, I try not to label people to put them in a box or that, you know, I mean, sometimes it's helpful, you know, mm -hmm. we, we prejudge, we see, you know, how someone presents themselves, what they put out and whether it's attire, you know, education or whatever, like that attorney, right? You just knew from the way he was dressed, not because he owned this house that this guy, there's something to this guy, Right. He seems educated, you know, the glasses, the chair, the, you know, everything. But I, again, I, you know, I, I don't, as far as the sober thing, I don't know that I've met too many people like that in, in real life. That lead with you it know? or tell you about it. That lead, that, yeah, that it's just like, this is my chip, I'm sober for X amount of time or whatever. I don't know that, I don't know, maybe there are people like that. I think it's that probably, that's their whole life. It's what defines them. Yeah, it's probably more common on on uh, you know as people get into these uh, social media type descriptions where they're they're trying to uh, kind of put a lot of stuff into their personal descriptions and uh, the idea that uh, they're gonna you know let you know what they're what they're all about. You know, here's my pronouns. Here's my. Uh, you know, here's my, uh, you know, I'm an ENTJ, I'm a blah, blah, blah. You know, they, they like to throw in a lot of different um, different things about themselves on social media that, you know, that's just the way that I, I guess it is. And in mm -hmm. real, real life, maybe, I don't know. But we're getting, every day, don't we just walk a little further away from from real life? Where we've been socially isolated, we've been apart for a year, we've got places in the world where, you know, when I, I was talking about that conversation about you got somebody from the, east coast somebody from the west coast somebody from central united states and we're discussing the idea of, of of what's going on or what might happen next and i can tell very clearly that um you know, the person on the west coast has got a completely different idea a, a different notion of of what it is that um that, that we're talking about um than, than what i'm talking about um So this is kind of weird, John, because uh, 
two weeks ago we were, we were recording a show together and uh, we kind of uh, had some technical issues and it kind of uh, fell apart and then you know things got busy and uh, I, I, I very often I, I, you know I have problems remembering what what I said like five minutes ago so oh yeah I mean it's, for me it's like 30 seconds ago yeah like I'm like a gnat so this what you're hearing right now uh, part of the conversation is uh I, it, was, it was june 7th i uh, june listen to me <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was so it was like six months ago it was yes. mid-pandemic yeah, yeah. shutdown no i don't know what it was was I it think, february 7th uh, yeah i think so no it was that sounds about right it sounds about yeah i finished my first week of the tv the new tv show i'm working on but it's march so it's march 7th i think march march okay. yeah and and we squeezed one in and then, but then there was a technical glitch, and it was it happened twice. So we shut down twice, yeah. and then we just didn't have time to put it back together. Just, yeah. So this what we're what we're saying is uh, we're trying to find an end to this thing. We're gonna we're gonna put it together and and put it out. Oh right, it was episode two one two. Like the is, yeah the area code and that that feels like an eternity ago. <laughs> I got. I don't back. even remember. Yes, I'd gotten back from New Orleans, which is going to be on this this segment. So this is going to sound yeah, strange. So anyway, um, we, I don't know. Usually we like to end these things where um, I kind of let you go for a while, and then you you always say something glib, and then that's kind of the end of it. So um, you know. Oh wow, the pressure is on for me to say something glib. I'm way too tired and out of it. I just uh, I did have a dream last night about. Uh, cats that i took in four cats but i only had to take in one but it ended up being four and then i i dreamt about uh i was on product i was on set for production and i was driving around there was a lot going on but i don't know what it was and then i was talking to someone about getting the vaccine because i've been having a lot of those conversations and then there was a production guy one of the pas he's like you want a vaccine i'm just gonna go to the honey wagon we'll go to the office i'll get you a vaccine and they came back and i was like what do i have to pull over with the actress i'm driving and he just jams it in my i don't know and then i woke up i didn't get the vaccine where did the cats come into the dream there were the cats already in the van i don't really know i i, I think probably because i hadn't been home the last time i was home was two weeks ago on when we recorded the last podcast and uh and i hadn't seen my cats so when i got home uh, this very early this saturday morning today in two weeks later um I saw the cats and I don't know my I just fell asleep and my dream state was all over the place little parts of my past parts of my present and maybe parts of my future I don't know and that ladies and gentlemen is our show let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.